Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Second to last college football playoff rankings came out last night, Perloff. And can we just call this what it is? This is a television show where we should have the best TV product. Welcome to our show. It's Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're the morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're wait, also wait, wait. on camera. You can watch us, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. What, you're saying that the Final Four is a TV show and we should just have the most entertaining teams? Yes, I am. So by that logic, should we have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl in the NFL just because everyone wants to see that? What Listen, are you talking about? You can't just put the most entertaining teams. You have to put the deserving teams. Okay, but we've been doing the deserving teams at for a yes. while now with the college football Yes, playoffs. of course, because and, that's the way it should be. And earth to everybody, the entire model is about to blow up because A, money, of course, but B, because we weren't always getting the best matchups with just four, right? So it, it's expanding next year to 12. The entire system is getting dynamite put in and lit a fuse and everything is going to go big kaboom. So let's not pretend and act like in this final year where we just have four teams that we have to stick to the same script that we've always stuck to because, guys, it's all about to change. And I hate to say, but the the four team is going to be a relic. But what difference does it make? 12 team, you're going to have six blowouts. There's no difference. The final product's going to be exactly the same. You're still going to have... Georgia against somebody, killing right. somebody in the final game in 4 or 12. I'm not sure it's gonna be what's the difference. The one and done nature. Like, we're going into conference championship yeah. weekends, and yeah. what are we rooting for? You and I have no rooting interest. I mean, I've jumped on the Ducks bandwagon this year famously, but you and I have, like, no uh, rooting interest. Tons of rooting interest. Well, I know you. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of bandwagons for me to jump on here, Maggie. <laughs> don't rob me of that opportunity. Here's what I'm saying. Like, you and I don't bleed. We didn't go to one of these schools, no. right? So we don't have that innate just, like, desire, blindness, whatever. So what are we actually rooting for? Chaos. Upsets. Yeah. We want to see upsets in the co- in the conference championships. That's what we're going to get when we get to 12, right? It's basically the same thing. No, You're, we're not. We're yeah. going to have Georgia plow through everybody and be there. It, the 12, the problem with 12 is they're worried about blowouts in the early rounds. So you you don't like blowouts and you don't like 12. Well, what we're getting now is blowouts with just four. There's a and couple that's blowouts. been happening yeah, more but you're often get, than we'd like to admit with the college football playoff. So you want to engineer this to avoid blowouts? That's what you want here? No, I think that there is, there's just, there's an obvious moment here with Florida State. And I'm not trying to be the person who says, listen, I know that there's 84 other guys on scholarship beyond just Jordan Travis who's injured for the season. But they have the smallest, uh, one of the smallest spreads this weekend. 
I think that beyond, like, that's what a good quarterback and a great quarterback does. It elevates the team. I'm not saying that Florida State, like, I know they will get in if they beat Louisville. Right. But, guys, they're like the the clear weak link here. Yeah. So let's not pretend like that's not the, that's not a thing and bury our head in the sand. You can't keep Florida State goes 13 and 0. You're going to keep and they beat LSU in the opening match. They actually scheduled a top 5 opponent yep. for the opening week. A opponent who might have the Heisman winner by the way and Jaden Daniels beat them. You're going to keep them out. Okay. Well, if we want to talk about what happened earlier in the season and the first week of the season, then I don't want to hear Alabama fans call and say that they should be in over Texas because that happened early in the season and the quarterback situation wasn't settled. And Texas, their quarterback situation, Quinn Ewers got hurt. Now he's back. I don't want to hear people say Alabama should be in over one loss Texas if you don't want to come along board with me saying that FSU is a much different team than the one that beat LSU in the beginning of the year. I don't think people want Alabama to be in over a one loss. I think people would revolt. I think they might have a lawsuit on their hand if they. Jo- <laughs> I think Texas fans would go insane. Okay, how about no, I think, Alabama uh, over Texas? Then? I, I don't. I don't want to hear people say that either because Texas is, beat Alabama head to head. I'm fine with that because I, if I think Florida State's going to be in there, then I have to support Texas being in there too because yep. this is about. I'm sorry, this is not a TV product. This has deserved to be in there. Uh, if otherwise you're just going to get the formal, you you could jump Ohio State back in because they have one of the biggest. Why not put Notre Dame in? They have a lot of fans. <laughs> Notre if you Dame want the best TV be product, get Sam Believe Harmon me, back in the if, action. This if is they not could a TV find product. A way, they'd get Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not a TV product. It is a who deserves to get in here thing. That's a reality of the situation, and frankly, it should be because otherwise, what are we doing all season? What's the point of all these games? Well, the point of the games is to find out who the best teams are. And that this should be, rather than a deserving ranking, it should be a power ranking when you have extreme circumstances. If Jordan Travis doesn't get lost for the end of the season and doesn't go undergo that devastating injury, then I don't think anyone's saying this, right? It is, it's very, very different. And I think there's a lot of different machinations here. If you are someone who's rooting for chaos, everything could be on the table or nothing could be on the table. You have four undefeated teams right now. If all four win, so that would be Georgia, that would be Michigan, that would be Washington, that would be FSU. If they all win, that's it. It's easy. We all go home. Nothing to see here. If anything happens where one of those four teams loses, then it opens the door for complete and total chaos to the point where the SEC could get two teams in, they could get no teams in, you could have Texas in, Ohio State could get back into this thing. It's the buffet, the Vegas buffet of options yeah. if only if one upset happens. It's going to be really, really hard for Ohio State. They they have probably the hardest path because they don't have another game to prove anything here. But it happened for them last year. Happened for them. Last year was not this logjam of good teams. We really... I'm not sure I remember a Final Four with this many premier programs trying to... It's one thing for Ohio State to jump over Baylor and Kansas State. It's another for Alabama to jump Texas, who is a premier program. So there's a lot of brand names here. I The other thing, too, is you could make an argument. Backup quarterbacks have succeeded in the Final Four before. Cardale Jones right. let Ohio State Third roll straight. through everybody. Yeah. So I, I don't think necessarily a backup quarterback in college football dooms you. This bottom line is the deserve means more than what's the best product to me. And I know, yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Georgia roll Florida State in the first game. I'll barely watch that game, and it will not be entertaining. But I'm sorry, we're stuck with it, and we should be. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This is what we want to hear from you. There's no wrong answer here, in my opinion. I mean, you might think it's the wrong answer, but I, I don't think there is a wrong answer. I think that people who say, listen, let's get the best four teams, I think that's justified. I think people who say, let's get the four most deserving teams, I think you're justified. I think people who look at it and say, you know, Alabama should be in over Texas if Alabama beats Georgia. I think people say Georgia and Alabama should both be in if it, you know, breaks that way. There's a scenario, and this is how both of the SEC teams could be left out. This is what would have to happen. Michigan has to win. Washington has to win. FSU has to win. And Texas would have to win. And Alabama, and has, Alabama to has to be Georgia. Then you get the Texas-Alabama debate. And then, and last night, the commissioner of the committee the whatever what's boo corrigan the what the chair thank you of the committee said when asked about head-to-head and about texas and alabama and if they're both one loss teams what happens he said head-to-head means head-to-head no matter when no matter where what if they beat alabama in tuscaloosa by 10 there's another funny scenario what if oregon and alabama are head-to-head and oregon blows the doors off washington then can you imagine Oregon and Pac-12 being shut out? That would make me laugh so hard. The Pac-12 goes away, and they're probably their best conference in decades, and it's, nobody gets in. That it, would be awesome. Well, it would be sad, quite frankly. Has, the, whole, has the, the Pac-12, Pac-12 not been enough that. through enough? Yes, they're done. I mean, this is it. It would well, be a fitting way to go out is to have your really outstanding conference champion Sit at number five. See, I think that would be the best way to go out is reward the Pac-12. I know it's been like... Reward them for what? Well, been incompetence at the executive level, but that the team shouldn't have to bear the brunt of that. Well, I think th- that, that those teams are... They did jump to the Big Ten. It's their fault. Well, is it? Or yeah. did they just go to the best option that was left for them? You know about conference... Know but it is. This is this is the time. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's hit the phones. I mean, let's open it up to the fans. Mike is in Dallas, first up here on this, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday morning. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Tuesday night. I ain't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> there you go. It's still Tuesday to you. Good morning, hey, Mike. Hey, I was going to say, um, can we get Everson Walls in the Hall of Fame? But really, okay, like, what world do we live in where we think uh, Georgia is going to beat Alabama? Come on. What do you mean? Well, yeah. No, I I understand what you're saying. This does not look like an Alabama team who's ready to beat the two-time defending national champion. The Alabama team we saw against Auburn is not ready to pounce on the the dogs this week. Right. And what do we say? Thank you, Mike, for the call. Six and a half point spread, I think, was the latest. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it took literally a miracle. A, A play called Gravedigger to get Alabama that win over Auburn. I was talking to EJ before the show. This Georgia team's a little weird, though. In the past few years, we've known all the players on Georgia. Their defense was, we're talking about, this guy's a number one overall pick. This guy's a number five overall pick. They're a little younger this year. We don't really know that. We know Brock Bowers, who's coming off the injury, and we, we probably know Carson Beck. But Georgia is not the Georgia from the last two years. How can they be? They put the entire defense into the NFL two years in a row. Basically, the entire NFC is just like full of but Georgia defense. If you don't want blood, it's the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario: Georgia one, Oregon four. Bo Nix is going to have to play Georgia again, a team that has tortured him. He's zero and four with about a thousand interceptions against that team. Pearl off redemption. 
Redemption. That's the redemption story. Or is it the Bonix wins the Heisman has one more horrible defeat at the hands of Georgia? There's a good chance, even even if you give me your four most entertaining teams or, or your four power rankings, there's a great chance you'll have a blowout in that mix anyway. So if you just did your top four, not deserve, but just the four teams you think are the best in college football that you want to see, okay. that you want to see in the final four. You want to okay. go ahead? Uh, yeah, well, I would go Georgia because they're on the verge of making history as a three-time national champion. I would do Michigan because they have this wonderful scandal to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why. Not okay. the fact that they keep winning. Uh, I would actually do Washington over Oregon because I think Michael Penix and Roma Dunze are the two most exciting players in college football. Yeah. And then I put LSU with Jaden Daniels, number four, because <laughs> he is go. the truth. Yeah. Uh, no, and then my fourth, this is actually tricky. Alabama gets to play Georgia. I do I do want to see Alabama really badly. I, I'm a big fan, but Texas would be my fourth team just for sort of entertainment and new, and they have a talented team and a great coach who's had actually success against Georgia's defense. So I would go Texas. So I go Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and I feel bad because I have so many friends in Oregon, but well, I think Washington's a little bit more entertaining team than Oregon. So uh, I would give but, it. But here's the thing. Washington's been playing these really close games. Yeah, it's... give me more of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for me, if it was just the most entertaining, like I'm power ranking the teams I feel like I saw this year that are the best, I would put Georgia, Michigan, my Oregon Ducks, and Ohio State. Ohio State always gives us good games in the college football playoff. I know Kyle McCord isn't C.J. Stroud, and it's not Justin Fields, and I get that. But this is still a team, I think, that's capable of hanging with any team in the country. Definitely. And, you know, I think that last year that they lost to Michigan and played a better game against Georgia. I, I like that argument. That's pretty And pretty also, good. did Michigan but, have the signs last year? I mean, that's a, that's a real thing we have to ask ourselves. It's just a little bit of a down Ohio State team. In fact, a lot of bit of a down Ohio State team. I if Ohio State had the quarterback like they usually do, then I would agree with you. But would you rather see something a little new, a little different? Is different mean anything to you? Well, I can't. Can I put Oregon and Washington in? I guess if I'm putting Michigan, Ohio State in, it doesn't matter. But oh, I like that two two Pac-12 teams. We're not. We haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> and Oregon State. No. Um. No, that would be that would be mine. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and I think Ohio State. Just I have to go on reputation. Unless you go on Alabama on reputation, they always give a good game. You could do that yeah, as well. I mean, and Texas, I think, is really fun to watch. It's just are they playing their best football right now? I don't think so. There is a generation of people who really into Texas, going back to the Vince Young. I think sure. Texas getting back in there would get a lot of eyeballs. Oh, if we're talking about ratings, that's a totally different story. And if actually, if you want to put any of these coaches against Georgia, I think Steve. Sarkeesian is the only guy who could do something against his team. If you want well, to, well, Saban. Well, yeah, but Saban. Had, I know I, not Georgia, lately, but not I, lately. I, I, I'm not sure what Alabama and Tommy Reese has got going is going to fool Georgia right now. So I, I think that you could make an argument that Texas would be new blood and offer something completely different. Ah, oh, man, this is really tough. So we all we we agree on Georgia, Michigan. Yes, and then I have Washington over Oregon. And, you have Oregon, and then you have Ohio State, and you have LSU. <laughs> no, I kind of like your LSU. I know. Jane actually, uh, no, I can't They're do LSU. Lost I'll, I'll put not? Texas in because I am saying there is a Zerby. LSU would be really fun. EJ, your top four would be what? There would be the two top teams you have there. Yeah. Then you'd have Washington. Though if Oregon beat them, fine. I don't. I'm not opposed to either one. But I, I love the way Washington throws the ball around the field. And then I would have Alabama. Over I Texas. would have two SEC teams because the SEC as. Overrated, I think the depth might be the top tier of the SEC. 
continues to perform when it gets to the college football playoff. They give you good games. They rarely get blown out. Yep. If you're going to get top-tier SEC teams, you're going to get good football. So as much as it is kind of a deal with the devil, sorry to FSU and sorry to these other schools, I'm giving you Alabama and Georgia. Probably you have a, you know, they'd play again. Like They're going to play on Saturday. You don't want to see them again in the Final Four. I, I'd argue the best national championship game we've had in this era was a rematch between Alabama and Georgia. Georgia, that was a great game. You know, so I, I, I would say... Yeah, give give me another one. Who cares? <laughs> I uh I would I would be interested to see what the reaction would be like if the SEC got shut out. Now again, these are like things have to really break in a crazy kind of way, right? Alabama has to beat Georgia as we said, Michigan has to win, Washington has to win, FSU has to win, Texas has to win. So things really have to yeah, well, the the committee will have no problem screwing Oregon over. That's a fact. Well, I, I just don't think they have the stones, quite frankly. And maybe they shouldn't. It's like TJ's point. It is the best conference in the country. Even yeah. if it's a quote-unquote down year for the SEC, it's still the top is the best. Would they have the stones to leave out an SEC team? And well, I, don't th- I don't think they would. Well, th- here's the thing. Texas is actually now an SEC team after this year. <laughs> right. I think Texas is a bit of a different animal. I think Oregon they could throw to the side with no problem. I mean, you know how they, they view any, you yeah. know, they. I think the committee is probably biased towards the SEC, but I think Texas is different. I think it's a just a huge name. I, I'm not sure that they so easily dismiss Texas. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, also, as it pertains to the SEC championship game, we've got a bit of a show announcement. Ooh, It's going to be happening later on. How about next hour? Next hour, don't have to wait too long. Next hour, big show announcement as it pertains to the SEC championship game this weekend. That's going to be Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern time. So we will get to that show announcement. We've got an update on our show bet. Logistics is what I'm talking about. Oh, exciting. I know. EJ's still sour. Listen, I don't know how you got wrapped up into this. Spike came in yesterday. I thought that our bet... The Philadelphia-Buffalo bet was a push because the Eagles beat the Bills by three. That was the spread. I was in protest, not having to pay off my end of the bargain. Spike comes in and throws just like a wrench in the whole thing where he says, not only do I have to pay off the bet, Perloff has to pay off the bet, and now EJ has to pay off the bet. And the only reason Bilotti doesn't have to pay off the bet is because he saved my behind (laughs) yesterday by dumping curse words that I accidentally said on the air. Twice. Two times. <laughs> yes, I forgot the second one. And the second one was the more egregious one I learned yesterday. Oh, yes. So I, I learned something. I learned you can't spell a curse word. It still counts. I, say it in another language. That's, an, that's not And I can't say it in another language. I, I, do, I totally don't agree with this at all. About I think you could what? spell a curse word. And if we were in the afternoon, we could spell that curse word. <laughs> it's Bilotti with his morning. Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Five o'clock in the afternoon, you can spell anything you want. Well, well, I learned down the hall, they actually played your first one. And they played it raw. So I don't know if they're going to have an <laughs> oh. FCC issue. Wait, who did oh, that? Is that uh, down the hall. Oh, uh, the Boomerang Geo for WFAN New York. They, they were like, oh, this is quite interesting. And they just played it. They played it. We dumped it. They played it. That No wonder. I came in this morning, and Boomer Esiason, former NFL MVP, was like, there she is. Like, he was a little too excited to see me this morning. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Boomer, hey, how's it going? You know, we trade some text messages over the holidays about, you know, certain things, just like friendly stuff. But I was like, there she 
<laughs> like, there she is. Like, I'm when here they, every day. When did they play it? Yesterday? Yesterday morning. Should we grab their clip of them playing it? How no. did they find it so fast? Because no, no, no. we said we, this yesterday we morning. We can dump it. It's again. But how did they find it, it so quickly? Who, uh, I who mean, gave uh, it up? We have a mole, apparently. Yeah. Who probably listens to the show and is like, hey, hey, Boomerang Geo, here's some good stuff. And again, somehow, again, I don't know if there's an FCC fine coming to them, but I was told by that staff, I think it was by Geo, I think he said that we just played it. But now you said so, at 8 o'clock Eastern. It was no, eight, I said it earlier. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, like right. 6.30. We had, okay, yeah. you said it, it earlier. It was like one of the first segments we did. It was second, second segment. <laughs> Got it. Well, so they have plenty of time to get it. They, they are local, and we are national, so they might be different standards elsewhere. There are no standards in New York City. Yeah. You can do anything you want here. <laughs> that is true. This is like, what is, like, you, it's preferred that you say words <laughs> yeah. like that. How do you think Howard Stern got famous, guys? There you go. Um, okay, so maybe we should find what they said about me saying that. Um, usually, okay, maybe we don't find that. <laughs> what do you they think? don't always say the nicest things about us on the show. <laughs> well, they said that you walk with duck feet. Yeah. That was a low blow. Yeah, they claim no, that, no, uh, no. They, I, I, that's not low ball. Everyone knows I walk with duck feet. <laughs> well, last they walked by us, and you know, I, I felt good because they they totally blamed Pete. Even though Pete actually saved the day, they were like, "Pete, you know, you're not, you got you got a loose ship over there. People cursing. What's going on?" And I'm like, "Thank God they don't know I am technically the person." <laughs> Spike made that abundantly clear. Yesterday. Yes. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So the other part of this, we have to find out who the mole is. Who is monitoring our show? Well, it's probably someone in digital. Oh, I think that's I know who it is. Dolan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a callback. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, the question is, should it be the best four teams in the college football playoff or the most deserving? This is the final year, guys, the final year of four teams. Why can't we just blow it up and do something different? Nothing sacred. And then secondly, who do you think... And who would you want to see as the top four teams in the college football playoff? 855-212-4227. Come on into the chat. Widows, coffee drinkers, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. I'm really excited for our show announcement, which we'll do later because you're going to get really annoyed with me. I think I have... Five college football teams I'm officially rooting for <laughs> yeah. right now. You know I, I have lots of jerseys me. in my closet, too. Yeah. And I'm willing to unveil any of them, depending on what happens this Saturday and Friday night. So I'm really excited for that. But let's get back to the NFL. So the Carolina Panthers, this is a season where everybody is rationalizing why they took Bryce Young number one. And CJ Stroud is a... MVP candidate number two. And that's exactly what I would do if I was anywhere near the Carolina Panthers. The first thing I would say is I wanted Stroud. And then I just walk away. (laughs) You can't say that, though, because (laughs) if you still have to work with Bryce Young, you've got to say, no, we're all in on Bryce Young. And to be fair, that is what their owner, David Tepper, did yesterday. Yeah. 99% of his press conference was like, we love Bryce Young. Bryce Young's our guy. But there's that 1% (laughs) where he said this ridiculous thing where he and it was it was unprompted for the most part where he attempted to take people behind the curtain where he thought they were going to have the number two pick Mm -hmm. and that the Texans were going to take Bryce Young and that the Carolina Panthers would end up as Stroud this is what it sounded like originally we were going to go to the number two pick and and, uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce and listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but uh, 
you know, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. <laughs> okay. Uh, and by the process being done the way it's done, I think he meant that the Texans yeah. won a game. At he meant, the, he at, meant that he was making this whole thing up. Yeah, well, no, I, he, I, he thinks this is a big fairy tale. I think he meant that the Texans won a game at the end of the season, which put the Bears at number one. Yeah. And so that's how the process was the process. Then they went to the Bears and they made the trade with the Bears. I think this is all confusing enough that he gets away with it, whatever he's saying. <laughs> he's just a whenever things he gets start, away with everything. You know, when things start to get loose around that left turn, just mention the word <laughs> process. Process is a coverall for for any mistake that any front office makes. Honestly, you know, it's a process. I blame Philly. I mean, I know Nick Saban yeah. was a big process guy before even uh, the process in Philadelphia. But now it's like, yeah, you're right. Everyone can just hide behind yeah. the process. Oh, I mean, Andy Reid, who says nothing in press conferences, has been saying, oh, it's process, process, process. Process means I don't want to answer your question. <laughs> so, and David Tepper clearly does not want to talk about this. Okay, so he was uh, hammered a little bit. I mean, this press conference lasted 10 minutes. It's David Tepper. Nobody cares. But... I thought this was interesting, and I, I don't understand why people do this who are powerful people who stand up in front of reporters or the media and why they do this type of thing. Can we hear uh, cut one, which is David Tepper saying all three of the in-season firings. He fired Ron Rivera in season. He fired um, Matt Rule in season, and now just Frank Reich. He said all three at different circumstances and gets kind of cryptic about it. There are reasons for each individual situation. I think you guys, upon your own reflection into looking what happened through the season, can uh, you know can understand that. You're around town for the, those that are around town and can know the reasons. Um, again, I'm not going to get into that particularly. Around town, like what? What is that insinuating? It was kind of like ah. telling reporters, "Go dig." Yeah. Like, was Ron Rivera at the strip joints? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> he's with Urban Meyer at the bar. <laughs> I mean. That would be shocking. I mean, it is funny, too, because Carolina, I think, probably has the smallest press corps of any team in the league. I would imagine. Oh, and Char they froze a guy out yesterday. Yeah, they're, like, they're one guy that anyone knows, Scott Fowler, <laughs> did not get to ask a question. Even though he was in the front row raising his yeah, hand. Yeah, that, that's a ridiculous answer. There's so many problems here. I, what's the one thing that they're doing wrong? It, I think you nailed it yesterday. I'm going to take it from you. Yeah. Owners have to be very careful about being interventionist on the football side. And the fact that David Tepper went on all these interviews, you convinced me he was interviewing the quarterbacks. He should not have done that. So he tried to, he answered that yesterday. He what said, he listen, said? he said it was unanimous between the coaches and the scouts that Bryce Young was going to be their top pick. Yeah. pick. So he said, all I do is come in at the end and I can veto anything. And I can veto anything, but I didn't. I went with the unanimous decision of coaches and scouts. Both told me Bryce Young is the guy. Yeah. So well, he didn't throw anybody under the bus. And it, it kind of stinks that we're making it sound like Bryce Young wasn't the guy. I think Bryce Young was put into a terrible situation this year. They have no, no talent. Their line stinks. I, I don't think Bryce Young's career is over. But And also, I disagree with some people think C.J. Stroud would have been magical. C.J. Stroud has a great coach in D'Amico Ryans, has a great offense coordinator, they have a pro bowlers on their line. I think Stroud, I think if Bryce Young was in Houston, it'd be a little better. If Stroud was in Carolina, it'd be a little worse. I think Carolina is the problem. Listen, I, you're right. You're definitely right. But I'm not trying to be too harsh here. I just, I don't see it for Bryce Young. And I know Aaron Rodgers came out yesterday and said, hey, you, go, you can't bury guys too early, just like you can't anoint guys too early. And it's the same, you know, different sides of the same coin. I totally understand it.
I think this is going to be very challenging for Bryce Young in this league because I think everything's got to be really perfect for him to be really good in this league. But maybe he's going to surprise me. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to have to, whatever they do with Kyler Murray, he's going to have to do that. Whatever they do with the short quarterbacks to get them open space, yeah. they, they need to do that. Uh, he's made some he plays. He doesn't move year. like Murray. That's different. He can move pretty good. I mean, he was escape even against Titans. He basically, his problem is he runs around like crazy trying to make a play, and there's just no play to be had. Sorry, last one here on Tepper, just to tell you how kind of odd. He, he said that despite the fact there's been all this churn and all this turnover in his football life, he wants to assure everyone in his regular life, once you come in, you can't leave. Just generally speaking, and not here, but and not that this matters because this is here. But, you know, in other aspects of my life, we have people for 20, 30 years that work for me. Nobody ever leaves me. Nobody ever leaves me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Nobody ever leaves me. Quickly to the phones, 855 212 Two two seven. We've been at, talking about the college football playoff. Marcel is in the Bay Area, wants to weigh in on what we might see this weekend. Good morning, Marcel. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, me and my boys, we talked about this for about two hours last night. I think you guys are overlooking this a little bit. I think what we just need to look at is what's called past practice and what the committee has shown us over the years. Texas only has one path to this championship to even even have a sniff at this. They have to hope that Alabama loses and Florida State loses. There's no other path for Texas to get in because the committee's going to tell you if Bama wins that they're the SEC champion. Right. And SEC champion has never missed a college football playoff. Here's the problem. If Georgia loses, the committee's going to tell you, I've seen it happen, that Georgia was number one all season long. And no matter what Florida State does, they're going to move Georgia to number four, and you're going to see Florida State out of the college football playoff. Marcel, That's what's going to happen. Now, but that would be going against precedent too, right? Because undefeated conference champions, except for UCF that one year, get in. Like Cincinnati got in as an undefeated conference champion. So that would be going against type also. It would be, but you have to look at strength of schedule. You would have to look at really who has Florida State beaten that Georgia has, has played against. And when you look at their resumes, a one-loss Georgia, to me, and what I've looked at and watched, is still better than the undefeated Florida State. Oh, Marcel. backup quarterback, without a doubt. You're, you're preaching to the choir with me. Thank you so much for the phone call. Wait, what have you seen Georgia do this year? What's what's the Georgia deal? What's the game where you're like, oh, my God, this is this is the dominant Georgia team of the past? I I've, Lately, they've been really good, but look at their, their out-of-conference schedule. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. Well, they, but give me Michigan's out of, out of conference, and no one's talking about that. Yeah, but Michigan is undefeated in this scenario. I assume Michigan's going to beat Iowa. So they get in they get in because they're undefeated. If Georgia's not undefeated, this is a one loss Georgia team. Oh, and then you go to the resume. I mean, you're saying? If you're, say, you're saying basically strength of schedule means nothing if you put Georgia ahead of whoever is for. But wait a minute, Georgia. First of all, they they beat. Ole Miss by like 100 points. <laughs> like, I mean, top, yeah, that, but anyone who doesn't team. know that Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss Rebels are a, a fraud but, is not right, paying attention. They're, they're the 11th ranked team right now. And they beat right a top 10 team by 40 points. They beat Tennessee by 30 points. They beat Missouri, who's a top 10 team, by 9 points. Like, they, they've beaten, they beat three straight ranked teams. 
Michigan hasn't beat. I don't have they beat three ranked teams all season. I don't think so. They beat Penn State and Ohio State That's were the it. only ranked teams. Uh, we'll but get, those were top ten teams. I mean, Penn State was six right, at the time. And Ole Miss is a top ten team, and Missouri mm. is a top ten team. Come on, you're selling me Missouri and Mississippi. Really? You're talking about Penn State. <laughs> well, Penn State at the time was, you know, they were considered a strong candidate to be in the Final Four. Because they hadn't played anybody Wait, except for Ohio Penn State. State. Wait, <laughs> they no, lost. Penn State, yeah, they lost. They played Ohio State and scored almost no points. They didn't look good at all. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Welcome, welcoming your calls about the college football playoff. We also welcome in Andrew Bogish. Good morning, folks. Good morning, everybody. Headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance. Insurance from motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. The process was done the way the process was done. This is exactly what Adam Silver and EJ had in mind as they drew up the NBA's in-season tournament. (laughs) The Celtics running up the score, fouling Andre Drummond on purpose late in last night's game with the Bulls to make sure they'd win a points differential tiebreaker and reach the quarterfinals. Chicago head coach Billy Donovan needed an in-game explanation from Joe Mazzulla. I told him, I'm like, what what, what are we doing here? You know, like, I'm I'm totally fine. Like, I get it on keeping your guys in, wanting to get in. The league's made a big deal. But they also, in fairness to them, they got to deal with the rules too. Celtics guard Drew Holiday felt icky postgame. I get the point differential, but it just feels weird. Uh, kind of like you kind of disrespecting the game and, and your opponent. What a commercial for the NBA <laughs> oh, Cup. Wow. Disrespecting it's a opponent. different in soccer when mm. it's like two goals, not like, you know, fouling guys intentionally. Uh, the Celtics did get the job done, winning 124-97 and claiming East Group C over the Nets and Magic through that tiebreaker. The Knicks advancing to the quarters as the East's lone wild card with a 115-91 victory over the Hornets and some tiebreakers. Those Knicks will face the Bucks in Milwaukee next week. They won Group B with a 131-124 decision in Miami. Giannis and Damian Lillard combining for 65 points. The Kings erased a 24-point second-quarter hole, beat the Warriors 124-123 to take their group, and the Mavs kept the Rockets out of the quarters with a 121-115 win. Luka Doncic, 41 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. And speaking of those Mavs, Mark Cuban reportedly selling the majority stake of the organization to the family of late casino magnate Sheldon Adelson, maybe for $3.5 billion, but... Cuban apparently keeping control of all basketball operations. We know for sure that the Edelson family is selling $2 billion worth of stock in their company to finance this deal, which will take weeks to finalize and get NBA approval. You know what happening, what's happening here? You know, the other Mark Cuban headline from is yesterday. No, no more Shark Tank. No more Shark Tank. I think he had to cash out on the Mavs because he's been investing in all these terrible ideas over the last 16 (laughs) years. And now it's like, all right, I got like four lemonade companies and like three sock companies and a 14 (laughs) like, you know, organic honey makers. And now I've got like all I'm sunk. They're bleeding me dry. But it's worked out, I think, well in general because he paid 285 mil for the Mavs, and he's about to get three billion dollars. I know, to and it's get all out. getting thrown away by like something that's a poncho and also and makes uh, an cheeses. umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's artisan, you know, bread. But in reality, this is so surprising to me. What owner ever? What high-profile owner ever sells their team? I, I can't remember a situation like this. Mark Cuban's whole life is being the Mavericks owner. Why is he giving this up? I know he gets to stay with the team. Right. But yeah, he still gets to do everything. But he's going to get kicked out in two years. Now he's going to be fired. I, I've, I've never seen this scenario. I, I was 
flabbergasted well, that he was selling the team. I was a, I was very surprised also. Yeah. It's so much of a part of his identity to us. I'm sure in the tech world it's not, but like oh yeah, he. I, it seems like the Adelsons, Adelsons, they don't want to run the team. Yeah, but you know, you know what happens when there's a merger like this. The old guy gets a job for two years, then he gets kicked out. Mm. So now Mark Cuban could be fired. Like to borrow from another reality show, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, hope they don't put that guy in charge. Well, <laughs> um, the great USFL, right? I don't yeah. know. Like Mark, almost bought the Bills. I can't. Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban are the two owners in all of sports who most are tied to their team in my mind. Like, who is Mark Cuban if he's not Maybe the, the Mavericks owner? The Steinbrenners too. Yeah, he's in that realm to me. So it's weird. But also, now, has he done that great of a job? I mean, I know they yeah. won a title. It's like 100 years ago. They had a, you know, a scandal that happened with one of their employees. Was And he did not do yeah. a good job with that. Not acting right. Yeah. And he, right. Well, that I feel was like, terrible. And I, I, and that's the thing. If I was a Mavs fan, I'd be concerned about. Like, okay, Mark Cuban as an owner who's very involved in basketball operations where you have a general manager of basketball people. Okay, that's fine. Mark Cuban being essentially a general manager. Like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Well, also, some people were speculating that's because he's going to run for president. Um, but he said this summer he's not doing that. I also think he... But does he need the money for a campaign? I have no idea. He builds a team that can win in the regular season that has no chance in the playoffs because Luka and Kyrie Irving are so ball-dominant. But I don't think that should have anything to do with this level of ownership. (laughs) (laughs) It does when it's Cuban. You know, the usage rate of Luka is my main concern here. I I think he's gone in two years, and he's going to regret this day. But then again... $280 $280 million, billion? Dollars? That's nice to have. Or what, how much was it? So he bought it for $285 million, oh, sorry. and he's selling it for $3.5 billion. Yeah, it's a good ROI. Mm-hmm. When he, he bought it in 2000, right? So uh, that sounds year, about right, yeah. 23-year investment. Wait, I know yeah. we're running out of time. Would you guys want to own a team if you were a billionaire? Because that, 100%. That's the yes. first thing I would do all if I got yes. Yes. The last yes. thing I would do. I'm last. all, oh. Why? Because you're afraid of the criticism? Thing? Because of why? You're afraid of like the local criticism. Like uh, there are a lot of billionaires who say, "I don't want to be under the crossfire voting a team." Like, why do I need that? <laughs> I apparently got skewered on WFAN for dropping a curse word yesterday. No, the criticism is not the thing that would bother me. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is we know too much now. I think about sports, which is you basically just have to run an office and you have to deal with all the personalities and be the boss of an office. Like it's fun the day you pull off a trade. But that's very fleeting. Besides that, it's like HR complaints and who knows who was, you know, harassing somebody and right, who's but I complaining. Can go take batting practice at City Fields yeah. when I want, or shoot hoops at the garden. I get to go on with, with the... Jim Nance after I win the Super Bowl. Right. I get the Super Bowl. <laughs> let HR game. deal with all that crap. I could care less. But the buck stops with you. You're, you're. No, I would be like the kid in Little Big League. I would essentially just go down to the Knicks sideline, be like Tom oh, yeah. Thibodeau, you're out. I'm running. The, I'm yeah. running the team now. I'm the head coach. You'd be Billy Haywood. I would be Billy Haywood. You'd be Kyrie, wow. Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> Julius Randle, you're not hustling. All right, you're on the bench. You know, think oh, yeah. about the next game. It, it will be, it will be head rolling. It would be probably like David Tepper, quite you frankly. Sound like a tyrant. Yeah, it'd be like David Tepper. I, I would probably be terrible, but hey, it's my money, right? <laughs> but, so. And you'd bring uh, blondies. Oh, so yes, I would bring blondies yeah. for the office, so that would get me good, good standing <laughs> with them. I'm not giving it to the players because no, they no. they fit. Someone's gonna be allergic to white chocolate, and then you can't bring it in. They need a policy and 15 emails, guys. This guys. is a nightmare. This, Jerry Seinfeld said it best. Yeah. Beer, hot dog, good seats. It doesn't get any better than that at the game. And I agree with him. I'd hire someone to do the HR stuff. 
Well, yeah, but it, they're going to come and get I'd be you. Like, like, I'd be like every other owner. Ignore everything that's happening in the building that's not on the field. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd have an office in the... By my, my dream is have an office in the stadium. Mm. Oh, how cool would that be? I want to have like a room in the stadium. Like I want to have like, uh, like, a, like a place I can sleep. A place I yeah, can, yeah. you know, just hang out. Like I want to have like an actual like pad at the garden like Who no I'll stick that would be and have it like in like yeah. the suites area or whatever yeah. you want just... like the dr jerry bus had like the uh the, yes the that... club and the forum yes yeah, exactly. or he man that that office that looked overlooked the, yeah. the, the forum. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. i'd want something like that like i want to be able to live at the garden if I could. who was the artist who lit who Live recorded was it kanye who lived in the stadium for a while i, I know yes kanye yeah. i think lived at a mercedes-benz uh stadium in atlanta yeah um, yeah, let's do it, everything Kanye. <laughs> no, that the rest of Kanye, I don't want. But living in a stadium, that's my dream. There was also a guy living at the vet for like 25 yeah, years. Yeah, there was also a guy secretly living in a back room at the vet. That's yeah. that's awesome. But that was that was a little different. 855, I'm sorry. 855-212-4CBS. We've got to get to break. Thank you so much, Bogus. Jeez, I'm the I'm alone here. All you guys want to own a team, not me. 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up. We do have a big question in the NFL that has to be answered. Plus, we see you guys on the phones. You want to weigh in on the college football playoff, what you want to see in the top four teams. Let us know. 855-2 Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 2-4 CBS. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff. CBS Sports Radio. Our pal James is in Modesto, California. This is our big Raider fan. James, good morning. I I understand you want to tell Perloff he was right about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I called to take my lumps. You know, I'm not one to run and hide. You know, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys the last couple of days, but uh, I finally got through. Uh, yeah, I'm taking my lumps from you, buddy. Oh, You're right. You know what? I liked your enthusiasm. We were all fired up about the Raiders after you called last week. <laughs> we were. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad. It, I mean, they could have lost worse. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> came, out, they came out with a good game plan. Uh, that's the problem I'm seeing right now. You know, the good pregame plan, uh, you know, but then uh, the in-house just, uh, you know, they just can't make them uh, adjustments through, you know. I mean, they got to learn to put the foot down, you know, and just keep crunching. Uh, that fourth down, uh, I, I really think 
could have went for that and tried to go up 21 nothing. I think they would have. I don't think they was going to stop him there. Uh, it's sad that we missed that field goal. I know what he, you know, thought, you know, thinking, you know, 17 nothing is better than 14 nothing. But, yeah. uh, you know, hey, they James. came back on us. Uh, yeah. Antonio Pierce, any chance he keeps that job? Uh, well, I mean, that's what I'm calling about. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got mixed emotions about it. I, I, you know, I mean, we're going to have to buy. We're going to get healthy. We're coming back with five games left. You know, uh, it's not really this. It's not a, the strongest schedule left. You know, I mean, I, I think we got some winnable games. You know, and that's that's where I'm. I'm. I'm you know, I think he's a raw, raw coach. You yeah. know, I mean, that's what I call him, and everybody laughs about it at work when I said that, you know, but that's what I feel. You know, he's a raw, raw coach. He's he's good at, uh, you know, getting the people pumped up, but the X's and O's, you know, I'm just not seeing it, you know. Uh, I'm yeah. still Listen, in James, favor of... You're right about this. Listen, I think if you... It's a raw, raw coach. He also is like a culture guy, right? And I think that's, right. that's a way you could put it, where it's like he's trying to establish a culture, but I think the beating the Giants and being the Jets... You know, you didn't need the big X's and O's. The culture was enough to get right. you through on those two teams. Then you faced Miami right. and Kansas City. To be fair to the Raiders, these are two of the best teams in the NFL. These are two teams exactly. that could be meeting, you know, in the AFC Championship game. So, you know, you got yeah. winnable games against Minnesota, the Chargers, Indianapolis. You saw Jonathan Taylor has to get surgery on his thumb. Denver, winnable games. And you know what? The yeah. other thing, James, you could get better assistant coaches in potentially if Antonio Pierce did had to have a whole off season to get his guys in might help him with the X's and O's. Right. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's what scares me. You know, I mean, I, I love him as a coach, you know, and, and I, I, you know, if we do change off of him, you know, that means we're probably going to lose him and uh, I'd love to keep him, you know, yeah. and at least make him a defensive coordinator, you know, uh, you know, uh, if we have to, you know, get another coach, uh, maybe bring Jim Harbaugh in and, and keep Antonio Pierce, um, you know, but I would, you know, I, I would love to give him a chance. We'll see what he does in these next five games, if he can get it get it together and, and uh, you know, get Bo into it. I, I just think Bo has the problems, you know, of, like I said, I, I don't think it was Antonio Pierce. I mean, yeah, he made the decision to go for the three, um, you know, yeah. I, I saw it, I saw it in action, you know, he, he said, Hey, you know, no, let's go for the three. He missed it. That was a bad decision. You know, he second guessed himself afterwards. You know, I saw Listen, the press James, conference. Every and, coach, you could do that with every single coach, you yeah, know, it's yeah. like, it's, and he's going to have those, he's going to have those guys, but James here, don't, don't be a stranger. Thank you for the yeah. call. Don't be a stranger just because the Raiders uh, may not be a playoff team. Yeah, first name's gotten thrown out for the Raiders job, by the way. David Shaw, who almost got the job with the Broncos last year, that that'd be a good hire. I mean, that would be a stable hire. You get in the Harbaugh family. I, I'm i very interested in that job. They they have a lot of options next year. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, the DAC MVP case. Just got a whole lot stronger, and it came from the last place you'd ever expect. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.